At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job. Visit nicejob.com to learn all about the reputation marketing tools available for small businesses. Collect two to three times more reviews, share that social proof on your website and social media, and get more leads and sales. New signups can get $50 off when they mention the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Visit get.nicejob.com to learn more. The three pillars of indoor air quality, humidity, filtration, ventilation. We're going to discuss this on this podcast. At the end, check out the podcast notes for a detailed article going through everything we've discussed on this episode. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group. Next time you're in there, check out the Airco line set bender. It's a tubing bender that goes inside the tube that is pre-insulated so you don't have to cut the insulation off or ruin it with a, a ratchet style bender trying to bend that line set for your mini splits. Check out master.ca. So the first one we're gonna talk about here is humidity. Okay, and we say RH, relative humidity, and that's how sort of we um, relay that information to ourselves and others in relative humidity. You gotta understand that relative humidity is relative to the temperature that the space or ambient outside temperature actually is. So for instance, cold air holds less moisture than warm air. So let's say we take the same amount of moisture in a in a room, like in a box. Let's say we have a room that's shaped like a box. We take the same amount of moisture, right? Let's say we add some water into that room and it's vaporized. Okay, so if it's 50 degrees in that room, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, the RH could be high, relatively high, because cold air can't hold a lot of moisture. So let's say we, we bring that temperature up to now 100 degrees. Well, that relative humidity is going to drop off. Same amount of moisture, but the RH changes. The reason for that is because warm air can now accept more moisture into it. So it has the capacity to hold more moisture. So in a cold room, if you got it cold enough and there was enough humidity, or sorry, enough moisture in that room, if you got it cold enough, and there's enough moisture, you could actually make it rain in the room because that air can't hold, it can't hold it anymore. So it releases it in the form of condensation. So keep that in mind. But humidity is very important because we want to control it. We want to control that humidity in the summer. We want to control that humidity in the winter. You might not live in a place where you have a range of seasonal changes, but I do. We have a summer where we have very high humidity levels at times because we have the surrounding Great Lakes where I am in Toronto. And then in the wintertime, we can get, we can get dry. Okay. So in the, in the summertime, what we want to do is we want to run our AC, obviously to remove the moisture. But the problem is later on in, in the evening when we get to that sensible set point, let's say we're set at 72, we get there, it shuts down, the AC shuts down. Let's say we still have high humidity levels in the home. How are we getting rid of it? The only way we can get rid of that 
is with some some uh, dehumidification, right? Some form, some way, we have to dehumidify that air further without dropping the temperature of the air. There's lots of different ways we can do that. There are dehumidifiers on the market. Um, there are dehumidifiers uh, that we can basically install permanently or temporarily. So it's up to you guys to focus in on what sort of product you would need to further remove that humidity from the air. But we need to keep that in mind because high humidity levels in a home, while it can be uncomfortable, it can contribute to moisture problems, it can contribute to uh, building materials being too moist and some insects and stuff like to breed in moist uh, environments. So we could attract things that we don't want. On the other hand, in the wintertime, we're going to have lower humidity levels. It's going to feel dry. We can create static charge, um, itchy. Uh, your skin kind of feels um, dry and flaky. While adding moisture to that air via a humidifier is going to bring that RH level back up in the home. Because what happens is the RH level in the wintertime might be high outside. This is a good example of what I was talking about earlier. So let's say the RH level is high outside, right? But when that air comes inside and the temperature goes up in the inside, right, in your home, the RH level is going to plummet because that warm air holds a lot more moisture. If you don't understand that, I mean, some of you will understand that, like the back of your hand. If you're not understanding or grasping that, I would encourage you to go do a little bit more research on that particular subject. But we need to humidify that air back up because we want to feel comfortable in our homes and we don't want to leach moisture out of building materials again because we leach too much moisture out of it. The building materials can become dry um, and they become too dry, we can start to damage them, right? So you got to keep these things in mind. And the other thing with humidity is this. It's one of the easiest out of the three pillars of indoor air quality to solve if you're trying to add humidity to a space like a, a home. It'd be harder to do this in commercial, but removing it, not so much because it could get complicated, expensive, so on and so forth, but adding it, super easy to, to get this done in like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm going to tell you what I did back in the day. The first house I ever bought, humidifier wasn't working. It was the middle of the winter, super dry, super uncomfortable itchy skin. Uh, so what I did is I just filled the kettle with water, plugged it in beside the return air, air grill and had the fan on. And within like 15 minutes, the house felt way more comfortable. The change was so drastic. I could feel the change in my skin very, very quickly. Like the itchiness started to relieve itself as that moisture started to like, I guess, um, absorb into my skin. Uh, it actually felt warmer in the home too. When I did this now, if you're going to do this, it's very quick, it's very easy, but you got to be careful that you don't overhumidify because what can happen is if you run that kettle for too long, what you'll do is you'll, if your windows are cold, middle of winter, right, depending on how um, efficient your windows are, the window is going to get cold, you're going to have water vapor stick up against it, condense, run down the window, pool up. Now you've created a, a moisture issue in the home. Now you you want to prevent that from happening because you don't want that moisture pooling, right? And potentially having some mold issues. So if you do it, just be careful, but a very easy way to rectify a low humidity issue in a home. So now we got filtration. Filtration can be a difficult one to solve depending on what type of 
system you have and airflow patterns and all that kind of stuff and grabbing air from all corners and sides of the of the building envelope if you've got a a uh, filter in your furnace obviously you want to bring the return air back you want to filter it out before it goes through the furnace and ac and all that because you don't want that dirt getting jammed up but you also want to have a filter good enough that is going to filter out particulate that can cause health issues with humans now the industry standard right now is merv 13 and that's what they recommend now if you put a merv 13 into an existing system i suggest you do it with a larger pleat like a four or five inch pleat and when you do it make sure that your fan can handle the potentially added pressure drop that's all i'm saying because you got to look at the filter you got to see what you're using currently see what the pressure drop is with that look at your new filter see what the pressure drop is with that and actually make sure that your your system is going to function as should okay like checking a heat rise or differential across your your a coil or something like that just to make sure that your system's not struggling okay struggling to move air because if that's the case then you're going to have to come up with a, a different scenario maybe even put in in a different fan potentially it's hard to say depending on what application you're in it really really depends on that but filtering out the air right down at your return air is a good way of doing it there's a lot of companies that design their return airs where before it goes down into the system there's a filter at each each entrance where the grill is that's also a good way of doing it cuz you're going to you're going to prevent any sort of dirt buildup within the duct system. I'm not sure if anybody's opened up a, a duct or seen pictures of a duct that has years and years and years of unfiltered air moving through it, and it can build up almost like a, a, a like a jacket or a fur coat on the inside of the duct. So having your filters before it enters the return air duct system is a good way of doing this as well. A lot of people now are experimenting with some isolated or self um i guess standalone air filtration uh, devices that go into rooms and stuff now i ordered a couple but they ended up going to the wrong house which is really weird um so i canceled it on amazon i didn't think i'd get my money back but i did i canceled it i, I actually tracked it they went to the wrong house but what i wanted to do was put one upstairs in my home and put one on the main level of my home just to move some air around and capture any sort of floating dust and stuff that might be floating in the air. They had a, a HEPA filter on it, a carbon-based filter on it for odors and stuff like that. And I was going to experiment with that. And if anybody's done this, I would really like to to get um, to get some feedback. Okay, so air filtration. Think about the type of filter that you're going to put into your air handling system. Okay, and how it's going to affect the airflow overall in that system. Right. And then we have the option of putting filters right at the return grills. So it doesn't even enter, the, the, any debris doesn't enter the system at all. We're talking about Mer MERV 13 filters here nowadays as that is the standard for protecting a human's health as far as particulate matter goes. And then we also have the, the standalone type air cleaners that have the HEPAs and the carbon-based filters in them or activated carbon filters in them in order to clean the air in isolated rooms so there's that let's move on to ventilation jb warranties offers extended warranty programs past the oem's warranty okay 18,000 partners within the industry that they're working with 
14 day turnaround on claims and labor reimbursement. So if you're looking to provide extended warranty past the OEM's warranty to your customers, check out JB Warranties. Company Cam is back with another go around on the HVAC Know It All podcast here. And they got a very unique platform. So basically job site pictures can be on many different text phones and stuff like that. So company cam, let me give you an example of the way it works. Let's say we're doing a job. Let's say that job, for example, is called HRV install. So let's say it's a few HRVs, a bunch of duct work, a bunch of control wiring and so on and so forth. So anybody that's on that job can go into company cam underneath that job heading, take pictures, make notes, whatever. And they all automatically sync into into one job. So somebody over at the office, uh, the project manager, for instance, can go onto it, go into the HRV install job and look at all of the pictures and all the notes in one place. It's kind of a good way to organize things. And then we have a reference to go back to if there's ever an issue, right? With the customer and somebody complaining, this wasn't done, that wasn't done. We can get all these pictures and all these notes into one place to keep everything organized. So A2L refrigerants, conversation with uh, recovery machines and whatnot. So I looked up the NAVAC stuff that I use, the NRDD and and the the four-cylinder recovery machine. I can't recall the uh, part number on it right now. And, And a bunch of their vacuum pumps are all A2L rated. Right, So A2L is a mildly flammable refrigerant. So if you're looking to purchase a recovery machine or vacuum pump and you do work on some A2Ls, just keep in mind that the NAVAC stuff is rated for that. Next pillar of indoor air quality, and I think this is one of the most, I think this is probably the most important one because ventilation can actually deal with a lot of problems with humidity and particulate in the air, right? If we have some stale air in a home has particulate matter in it. It's got VOCs in it. If you reject that air to the outside, you get rid of it. That's a good thing. Now the outside air is the cleanest air that hopefully you live in an area where you don't have too much pollution, but relatively speaking, the outside air should be a lot cleaner than the air in your home. So bringing in outside air into your home, is an awesome way to help clean the air. Remove old air, bring in new air. It's a very simple concept, but there's a lot of of complicated ways it can be done, complicated systems and setups and stuff like that. But if you're looking for just a basic, easy way to do this, an HRV or an ERV that is tied into your central system, right? We just bring in some outside air, we get rid of some inside air, and we cross those through... Um, a heat exchanger or some sort of energy exchange system where we we exchange moisture, we exchange heat, right? And then in the in the in the, in the winter time, the reason why we do this is because if it's if it's really cold outside, okay, we don't want that cold air coming into the home and cooling it down. Now we have to use more energy to heat it back up. We want to temper that air with the inside air first, and that's why it moves through that heat exchanger. So we give up heat from the air that's leaving to the air that's coming in. So the air that's coming in is warmer than it was previously. So now we're ventilating our home, but we're using less energy to heat it back up. And that, that is one of the reasons why we use a heat recovery ventilator. You could open your window, sure, but that air coming in, 
at let's say minus 15 if you live in a really cold area there is no preheat there's no pre-treated air coming uh, through that window so you have to heat that air up at face value right and it takes more energy to do so but ventilation is super important because it can lower uh, co2 levels which should be below a thousand in ppm parts per million Um, it can lower vocs like volatile organic compounds that comes out of uh, chemicals carpets paints stuff like that so we want to we want to get rid of air and we want to bring in fresh air because that outside air should be cleaner than the air inside your home anyway guys this was a quick podcast to talk about the three pillars of indoor air quality and maybe to help spark your imagination a bit and look into these things for your customers that you're you're working with because indoor air quality is is a is becoming a huge thing more and more customers are going to get word of it as um, indoor air quality is is upgraded in their home and this is one of the reasons why when haven iaq approached me with their with their central air monitor i had a really good look at it and i was willing to put it in my home and i was willing to take them on as an hvac know-it-all podcast sponsor because what they were doing in the industry was helping to educate and helping to show people what's actually happening inside of a home and a building as far as indoor air quality. And prior to to now, prior to recently, I should say, that hasn't really been something that a lot of people are, have been taking a deep dive into. So I'm glad I'm on board with them. I'm glad they got on board with me. And, and guys, check out that, that program because they offer the, uh, if you guys want to try it out in your house, I've talked about this before. They offer the program where you can get a reduced cost monitor and controller. Try it in your home before you offer it up to customers. Okay, because if you like it, that way you're not selling it to a customer. You're just recommending it because you've got it in your home and you like it. Anyway, guys, enough of me rambling on. I'm out. Happy A-Tracking. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know-It-All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.